Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, we got him. William Cohen is back. Back, 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 and gone. He's back. William Cohen is returning to Lexington. Uh, Chris Mortensen was the first to report. Uh, Wicked, I know that this has been rumored for a while. How impatient were you when you woke up Friday morning? How about Mort hitting us with the chill out? UK fans, that's why I thought I was like, is that a fake tweet? Like, is, I know is he it's been hanging out with Mark Stoops, telling us not to speculate. Like, and and now you got to be careful with the whole verified rules, right? Anybody can be verified, so now you got to double check, triple check, quadruple check. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't even know if it was real or not. I I like I tweeted out, I, I think this is real, but yeah, the long search, Nick. These coaching searches, man, um, like they're fun to follow from afar. Uh, but when you're in the nitty gritty, like it is, it's tough. It's very tough. Like a week seems like three months almost. And so mm-hmm. we were just playing the waiting game the entire time. And looks like it's going to be wrapped up today. Now the question is, does he stay with the Rams or is he in Lexington tomorrow? And that's what we're going to have to wait and find out. There's also this, you know, this is a little inside baseball, but like, I mean, I wrote that post Sunday night at like midnight. So it's kind of like you're just sitting there like, I've, I've, I've done, I've been busy all week, but nothing's happening. I'm ready for something right. to happen. Uh, it finally happened. And look at uh, first and foremost, uh, familiarity aside, Kentucky just hired an NFL offensive coordinator to be its offensive coordinator. That's huge. Now, it's also so, timing. I mean, it had to be perfect timing for this reunion to be possible because you needed Skang to stink and you needed the Rams to stink. Both happened. Uh, Skangarello, uh, because he was enabled to adjust to the college level. And then Cohen, it, a lot of it, he had to have some bad injury luck, right? Stafford had the elbow issue. You had Cooper Cup get a season ender. Um, I mean, that, that, that. O line. They, last, oh, yeah, last yeah. night was the first time they started the same O line combination for multiple games this year. Yeah, I mean like they, they had started a different OL combination every game until last night. It's crazy. So they had to have some unusual circumstances to kind of go down for this to even be a potential possibility. And then we we think it's possible, Luckett. At, at what point did you think it was real in this coaching search? Because early on, I was a little skeptical that that this could happen because he is an NFL offensive coordinator. He just left less than you know. This was ten months ago. Yeah, two things here. But 
they got some breaks here, but they also were got some bad breaks when he left. So yeah. to me, it just evened out. You know, they got some really bad breaks, how he left. Now it's just evening out. When I thought it was real was when I saw his name on the South Carolina list. Your name doesn't get – usually on a lot of those hot board lists, that you don't get on them unless people hear something. And I got the Chris Clark over at Gamecock Central, kind of put him on the list. And it sounded like, to me, maybe his agent was putting his name out there. If you kind of dig into the Rams, there's maybe signs that maybe McVay kind of hangs it up after this year. Yeah. And maybe goes do, goes and does TV. I'm just kind of reading tea leaves here. But that's just what right. it feels like with all these guys leaving the Rams like they are after they all flocked to go work for him last year. Yeah. Right. And so right. I think that might, might be a sign that he was looking for somewhere to go. It's the uh, mice leaving the ship or whatever, right? Yeah. And for Cohen, like, you know – he could probably stay in it, like he could probably stay in the NFL and get a job with someone if McVay left. But it might not be a coordinate position. You might have to take a step back and be a quarterback's coach. So for him, it might be a thing where do I want to do this or do I want to go run my own operation for a coach, head coach I have experience with, a place I know, a place I've been successful at, a place I enjoyed my time. And so I think it might it just came down to that and it was pretty simple. I think Nick, there was some handshake agreements here. Oh um, yeah. There's so back so my, my work, my word is my bond yeah, on this yeah. uh, because this, this felt like a sham of a search, right? Like they knew it was going to be Cohen the entire time. And it was just right. Getting, it, getting to the point where they could hire him because there were loops to jump through here. And I, I got the sense last week when we hadn't, you know, Rich is fired on Tuesday. We yeah. get to the weekend, and basically the only name is Liam and then Matt saying, well, there's other guys out there. It's like if there's other guys out there, then we're getting the names leaked to us. Finally, on Tuesday, Gino Gadulli's name started getting leaked out, and it's like, okay, that wasn't going to be the guy. Like, you know, like th- that's when it was like, all right, now all that's left is essentially the window dressing. And you know what? There still might be window dressing, right? Like we're still just working with Chris Mortensen's report. Anything becoming official, who, you know – Whatever, but th- those are bridges we can cross uh, later. It's good to know that it always felt like this was going to happen, and now it's going to. It's yeah. Kentucky can move forward, right? And they're looking at transfer portal players, particularly quarterbacks. They know that this is the guy that's going to be their next head coach. Uh, high school Recru- recruits that are visiting Rec- this weekend. Recruiting your roster, right? Like Isaiah Cummings was a guy who tweeted out, uh, only coach I'd play for. And you know what? Like- that, that's a, that's a guy. Look at he. I have speaking of writing stuff early. I had an Isaiah Cummings transfer portal piece ready that mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not going to have to use. And because he he fit Liam Cohen, he did not. This year was the exact opposite of what happened last year. He was productive under Liam Cohen, and he can be successful in Liam Cohen's offense next fall. Yeah, just Tavian Robinson. He might return for a super senior season. He might not. He came here to play for Cohen. Now he's got that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, all right, you mentioned transfer quarterback. Uh, Graham Mertz is a name we've heard. There was a report from a random person, uh, somebody in Alabama, saying he committed. Yeah. We It's kind of gone quiet on that last couple of days, so we'll see on that. Uh, but, yeah, you just needed you needed to have him in place and just be like, this is our guy, this is what we're doing. Yeah. 
And I think he just it gives the program some buzz here because Nick. Um, I think there I think there's rightful to maybe be worried here if Kentucky's going to a pro style offense and they don't have an offensive line, right? Can they? Can you run this and be successful? But we also need to point out the obvious here. Cohen put together the best offense we've seen under Mark Stoops. Let's let's run through some of the numbers because it's it's they've had some good offenses, some fine. I, I'm going to put that they had some fine offenses at times. Uh, the team that beat Lamar with Stephen Johnson, 2016. Uh, Lynn Bowden, that thing really got rolling. But this is the only good offense, the only one that yeah. finished top 50 in points in yards per play. I would classify 2016 and 2019 as good offenses. Those were legit top 35 offenses at the end of the season. Like they, they were still scoring points. Still weren't top 50 SP plus yeah. though. Like yeah, yeah. I, but at the end of the goal. season, you felt good about that offense could go score you 30 points in a game. Right. But this this was, just, this was to the next level though. It could right. do. A lot of different things. They were top 10 in red zone efficiency. They were top 10 in third down offense. Uh, top 25 in yards per play. Like Top five in success rate. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver, and almost a 3,000-yard passer. Hadn't done he, that in years. And he had – and the big thing with Cohen, like descriptive drives. I think he had touchdowns in 10 of the 13 games. Opening yep. scripts were really good. And he, you saw growth from him as a play caller. Using QB run when he didn't want to use it, consistently finding ways to get Wondell Robinson the football. 104 catches on 146 targets in 13 yeah. games. Like they were oh. force feeding their their guy. And like I've talked about, oh, everybody wants to talk about the McBay tree with Cohen, but for me, like he he played for Mark Whipple, coached for Mark Whipple, I think for a little bit. He is very much a Mark Whipple disciple. And what that is, they have a player, and that son of a gun is getting the football. If they have a good receiver, that, that guy's getting the ball no matter what. Their offense is going to run through that. Right, Jordan Addison at Pittsburgh. This past year, Trey Palmer at Nebraska had an awesome, awesome season, LSU transfer. Next year, I mean, number two, it's getting the damn ball no matter what. Like, they are going – like, number two is getting the football, and they're just going to figure it out. Number two and number six are getting the football, and everything else is going to be branched off of that. And so, for Cohen, that's, I think – reason to get excited because he's shown flexibility as a play caller because he's shown if I if he's got dudes those dudes are getting the rock and you're just gonna have to live with it and like let's be honest he did a really good job with Levis um, bringing him along now there was growing pains and there was bad moments for the offense turnovers were a big issue Cohen's first year uh, but overall I mean they they had a really really good season and I think there's reasons to be- believe in him uh, whereas and Nick experience here he knows yeah. what he's getting into in the college game recruiting all of that i think that was gangarello was was a big cur- a learning curve an unexpected learning curve for everybody involved that was hard to get over um I, i've got some more thoughts too but i do want to get some of your questions that are on the chat here on the youtube page appreciate y'all following along with us uh on a friday afternoon this is great news for a friday for kentucky fans everywhere uh, Lucas has a ignorant. He says it's an ignorant question for Lockett. Cummings fits Cohen's system well, but does Josh Caddis also fit it? Because we we know that we love us some Josh Caddis here at KSR. Um, I think there's room for both Lockett. Please explain. Uh, just look at 
what Justin Rigg did in Cohen's system. More of kind of a traditional inline wide tight end who helps who's a big plays a big role in the run game, who they used at fullback at certain situations and was very heavily involved in some of their play action stuff and pass game. Like that's Caddis's role. He's the new Justin Rigg, I would say. Mm-hmm. Now Cummings and Dingle are gonna be more of kind of the off ball type tight ends, right? Um they're going to be the ones going in motion a lot. They are going to be the ones lining up in the slot, running over routes, things like like that um, with Cummings and Ding, uh, with Cummings and Dingle. I think it's really big for Cummings because he Cohen carved out a role for him uh, in twenty twenty one. Now he's got Dingle, who's kind of the same mold, I would say, as as a player. Yeah. So Cummings is tight end three in this offense, but I think he's definitely going to have uh, yeah. a role. But Caddis is. Nick Caddis is like he's gonna be, he's going to probably lead the tight end in snaps, um, because of the, what he brings as a blocker, yeah. um, and because he's more of a traditional tight end for this offense, well, and he's he's the superior blocker of the two. Right? I mean, there's no yeah, yeah. arguing well, that. And here's the other part of it too: like it, they need the bodies in that tight end room. They just right. Need, like, there, there's no they they need them uh, that position gets injured a lot i, I would yeah. say tight end and inside linebacker are the two positions that get yeah. the most banged up so even if at least now cummings can philosophically see a coach like i'm gonna have opportunities where really he dropped that one ball in game two or three this year and just never got the ball again didn't mm-hmm. catch a pass at all this fall and right you get kamari anderson you get him locked up uh this kid from detroit cast tech He's visiting this weekend, officially that, visiting. That gives you two tight ends with him and Tanner Lermaster. Mm-hmm. That's five scholarship tight ends. Yeah. You should be good right there, especially with Dingle and Caddis. Right. Two guys you feel really good about. And Cummings has playing time mixed in. So you should feel solid about that tight end position. I think if you lose Cummings, you really have to look at transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Alls, a guy we've talked about from Michigan, he's visiting Iowa this weekend on official. That, that seems feels- like a slam dunk for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, following his quarterback, potentially Kate McNamara there. Uh, but that was going to be a position I think they were going to have to look hard at maybe after spring. Do we need a body here? Uh, now I don't think you have to do it. I think you feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Caddis fits this offense. Like, he's going to be a fit here. <laughs> he fits any offense because he's going to knock your block off and he can do some of the – easy things in the passing game when he's got good hands. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, to answer the question, yes, Caddis can fit because he will not, he will knock your face in. Um, Alex Pryor asks, what about Roland's tweet about this not being finalized on UK's end? Well, it, of course it's not finalized, finalized. There has to be some, like this is the, you know, like Justin, but there's, there's a, there's a process, right? There's a, you have a newsbreaker, then you get together, you sign the contracts and then you make it official. It's not official, but if Mort's reporting it, then it's inevitable. So that's why we're chatting with you all, you fine folks here today on the KSR YouTube channel, up to 750 folks. So really appreciate y'all. I know people are fired up to see Liam Cohen back. Like, Let's turn our attention to the challenges that Cohen's going to have because there's no denying that he is a good play caller. When I went and did research on uh, offensive coordinators who have returned, it's because they were good play callers, right? 
They almost all of them had success, whether it was Cutcliffe to, going to and from Tennessee, Bobby 2.0, as bad as it was at the end, it was good for a while. Uh, Dan Mullen going back to Florida. Like these guys who come back, they come back because they're good. Uh, the dude Andy Lovewig at Utah, who's just, yeah, they're Andy just kicking Ludwig. ass out there. Yes, which you want to talk about would love for Kentucky to become the Utah of the SEC. Like that feels like the, the kind of what you're shooting for. Uh, but, the, the big catch in all of that success is having the right quarterback. Getting the right quarterback is always the key. The first go-around, he had Will Levis. This go-around, he's got to pick and find the right guy. Who that guy is, well, I get, there's a lot of whispers that it's Graham Mertz. I have a feeling, like, I there, there's some damaged goods there, but, like, that's the, that's the nature of the game when you're in the portal. He is Graham Mertz. I trust Liam Cohen. Um uh, like he has some built up goodwill to where I can say, all right, go here. There's your keys. Uh, go take care of it. The bigger mystery, though, is what you alluded to earlier, and that's the offensive line because he had a consensus All American on the offensive line uh, last go around. And Luke Fortner. And Luke Fortner, best center maybe in college football that year. Yeah, exactly. So, like that, that for me, I think is the biggest challenge. Uh, in, in the biggest difference between Liam Cohen 1.0 and Liam Cohen 2.0. Yeah, I think my biggest concern when looking at this next season is just what does the running game look like? like what are we getting here? Mm-hmm. Is Zach Yenzer still here? We don't know yet. Who's What are the transfers? Who's starting on the offensive line? How deep are they off the line? Schematically, what is Cohen going to want to do? Um, again, with Cohen, like, they strapped the wide zone, but they did a lot of good stuff in the running game. I mean, you had – we saw a lot of run game variety for Cohen in 2021. And so you have to think they're going to figure something out there. Um, but just what does it look like, Nick? You don't have – Benny Snell and Chris Rodriguez aren't walking through that door, right? I mean, Kentucky's had one of those for six years, uh, six, seven years. You just don't – you don't have that now. Um See Quinshawn Junkins at Ole Miss and see a bunch of different examples. Sometimes it's easy to find a true freshman that's a random three-star that could come in and just be very good from the, the jump. Maybe Kentucky could, has – Maybe could be Cornish. Could be Wilcox. Could be Wilcox. Those guys are good. Um, Ray Davis, Vanderbilt transfer, ran for 1,000 yards last year. Um, if you kind of dig in, it was inefficient, but they gave him a lot of carries and he – had a couple good games, and he's a bigger back. So that's going to be an option. Jatah McClain has shown some things, but, uh, you know, injuries have been an issue, and he's not the biggest guy. And so you're going to have a very committee approach. And so for me, when you look at Kentucky's personnel, it's this is going to have to be a more pass-centric offense next year. I don't think there's really getting any around that, like – like we talked about, Barry and Brown and Dan Key need the damn ball. Jordan Dingle needs to be heavily involved in the passing game. And so that's the big – and Tavian Robinson, if he comes back, he needs the ball in his hand. So that's the thing for me, what does it look like with Cohen? For Kentucky, I think it's going to have to look different. You're going to have to be able um, to throw the ball around the yard. You're not. Gonna, you're going to have to be able to be willing to throw it up to 40 times. Um, or not. And we all know Mark Stoops wants balance and he wants to run the football. So, like, kind of balancing that is going to be important uh, for them. And I just don't know what it, it's hard for me to see maybe them being really good on the ground next year, I guess, is what I'm getting at. 
And so you got to have a quarterback in here that can distribute the ball. Well, distribute distribute it and handle a heavy workload. And by that I mean like make a, yeah. a lot of decisions because you're going to yeah. have to throw it a lot. And so that that is kind of the question. And then I also get to do they need to look at guys that can have that have legs that can contribute in the run game as a quarterback? I think that could help a lot. You know, we've talked about that all last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about the adjustment with Cohen. If you go back to 11 personnel in September, October 2021, we were like, they need to run the quarterback. If they run the quarterback, it's going to open stuff up. And then, and then Levis had 100 yards against LSU. And then they that did way. that, and then they're, you know, they're pretty damn hard to stop at the end of the yeah. year. So I I just – it's not – this is not a shoe-in going to be a great offense next year. Like, he's got some work and stuff to do. They have some really intriguing pieces. Um, but they've got some work and some stuff to figure out. And I just fascinated how it looks. And under Stoops, like four minute offense has been a huge key to their success. They've been able to run the ball down their throats and churn out down people's throats and churn out first downs, whether into the half, into the quarter, or you got a double digit lead in the fourth quarter and you're just trying to milk clock. I don't know if they're gonna have that this year. Right, so that like right. stylistically, they're gonna have to be different. It's gonna take some adjusting, not only for Cohen from Stoops as well, I think. And so just watching how they kind of morph this offense is going well, to be very, very most interesting part of the upcoming season for me. So here is well, I'm, I'm, I'm this is all coming to me at once. So it might be a little disorganized in this take, but well, like it Wandell Robinson was not going to be Wandell Robinson that we knew if he came here straight from Kentucky. He kind of had to go yeah. away. Kentucky had to change things. For it to be a successful formula is good. Although it would have been fun to watch him in 19 in bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, them two doing read option, that could have been great. That would have been but fun. Here's the thing with Liam Cohen, too. You mentioned the way things – like they're going to have to throw it more. Stoops, in his press conference last week, sounded willing and aware that they have to be different because of their personnel. Liam, you're, you're one offense coordinator – when you have a pre-established culture, you can't just kind of come in and steamroll your way like we're doing things, this, this. You kind of had to dip your toe in a little bit, right? After leaving and coming back, Liam Cohen's going to do things his way. And I think that's a good thing. I, yeah. I think that everything in that offense, and I'm talking like from recruiting on up, I think it's going to be Liam's going to get the last word, and that should help. I mean, Carmelo English, the player we haven't really talked about much. I feel like he's back in the mix, right? The four-star receiver uh, from from Alabama. Uh, you know, from a high school recruiting standpoint, at quarterback, he's got to, he's got to go fix that. But I think he's going to have a lot more autonomy and decisions, not only from the recruiting standpoint, but also play calling and like. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be very difficult for him to conv- tell Mark Stoops, yeah, I'm going to try to give the ball to Barry on Brown, and he's going to get it more than our running backs are. Like, sorry. Like, Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think ultimately, even though even though this was without a doubt a missed opportunity in 2022, like you, all of the things were lining up until he left. If he can get the right quarterback in here, then, like, overall, it could be a net positive for this Kentucky football program. Uh, yeah, I want everybody to think about what Kentucky's entering here. 
And I know people, some people scoffed at like that Stoops extension, paying him $9 million, extended after losing to Vanderbilt, yada, yada, yada. But Kentucky's walking into an SEC where it's going to be a nine-game schedule, Nick, where Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in the rotation, where divisions are eliminated, and it's going to be very, very hard to win games, right? You're going to be a pri- – you're always a prisoner of your schedule in college football, but more so than ever for Kentucky. They're going to be a prisoner of their schedule. It's going to be some years where they have chances. There's going to be some years where, man – it's just go, a go six yeah. and five. I mean, that's about all you can ask for if you're playing five top 15 teams or whatever. And so it's just a gauntlet. But Kentucky's now entering this with the best coaching staff, I think. Like, I wrote about Liam Cohen today, and Mark Stoops was very much a blues brother, and we're putting the band back together, right? <laughs> I'm getting Liam Cohen. I'm getting Brad White. I know both these guys are good. I know both these guys are going to have a bright future. I've got a chance to lock them in and go on a run here for about three years. Um, and so we're just going to go – we're rolling the dice and we're going to roll with these guys and what we know. And so I think trust factor is big here. Like Stoops, I think, trust Cohen. How could he not? He's the best one he's ever had, uh, best right. results. And obviously the trust is there with White. I mean, we've White's produced, you know, a top 15 defense this year. He was a huge part of that top 15 defense in 2018. And he's kept them at a – consistent top 40 level, which it's very hard to do at a school like Kentucky. The hardest defense is all the Jimmys and Joes. Like, you got to have players. And if you don't have the top-of-the-line player, it's hard to be good at defense year in and year out. Um, offense is a little different. Uh, offense should be the easier thing to build at Kentucky, and it's been the harder thing. And so you get Cohen in here, get the offense up. The real What we really want to see, Nick, is top 25 offense, top 25 defense together. We haven't had that yet. No, no. These two guys, I think, Cohen and White, give Kentucky the best chance at having that. And if you put that together in the same year, what does it look like for Kentucky? And, and we talk about the special seasons. About. That's how it yeah. happens. And you put yeah. those two things together. That's what we thought was going to happen this season. This year, too. and it did. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, really, uh, the defense was – if you would have told me, Nick, that Kentucky would have yeah. had a top 15 defense in July, I would have been like, well, we're going to New Orleans. We're going to the yeah. Sugar Bowl. Right, uh, like that's ten, that's a ten and two season. What I would have said, uh, right, and it just didn't play out like that. And so that's the disappointing part of this year. But now, like you got the band back together. Now you see if you can get that on the same page. If you get that on the same page, then like that's when you can talk about a special season. Oh, big shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, he's fired up to watch Mertz or Cones Doodleish, which yeah. Not, and Mertz, like, it's not it's not done yet. Like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot to be parsed through here. I, I, yeah, Mertz could have, you know, Mertz could have, there could be other competition Kentucky's doing with Mertz, too. So, we'll, we'll have to see on yeah. this. But Kentucky's banking on what they know here. Uh, and we'll see we'll see what, where it can take them. But I think from just a jolt of energy, I think this is good, too, right? Yes, yes. Get Especially people, after the, the weight build season. Excitement. Yeah. Right. And now we're going to Music City Bowl, and we we don't even know what's going on, and it's, we don't yeah. know who's playing. And well, Jaden asked a good question here: Are are we going to get a dose of Destin Wade in the Music City Bowl? I I want it. I I have no intel that it's going to happen, but this feels like a great opportunity for the kid because, as you mentioned, with QB run, if it is Mertz. Mertz is not a runner. He's not uh, a statue, but yeah, he's not going to like you roll the tape on Mertz. He can move around a little bit. He makes some. 
good throws on rollouts, boots, but he's not he's not a Levis runner. Like he's not right. gonna you're not so, gonna, you're not calling up design runs for him. So can you that that's what I want to find out in this Music City Bowl. Can they put together a package? Because even if we, we don't know right now what the timeline's gonna be for Liam Cohen, but in all likelihood, Scott Woodward, he's gonna play a big piece of this. Scott Woodward was in Liam Cohen's wedding, they're very close. He can come up with some sort of Destin Wade package that Cohen would like to to see on tape, right? Like mm-hmm. they can have something like that. I want to see what that is in the Music City Bowl. This is your best proving ground. It's better than any blue white spring game. Destin Wade, show us what you got. Show us what you got. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just don't know what the offense is going to look like. Like they are going against a dynamite defense. Jack Campbell just won the Nagurski Award, given to the best linebacker in college football. Riley Moss is going to be like a top 100 pick at cornerback. And he's got coming with a vengeance after Wandale yeah, Bears right. last year. <laughs> right. They are just um, – Cooper DeGene at kind of their nickel safety, He, I think he leads the country in interceptions or something. Like they are awesome on defense. Yeah. And yeah. so that's going to be a tall, tall task for Kentucky's offense. And so I, I, I don't know – like a, Q, a Wildcat QB run package I don't think is going to have – a ton hey. of success against that. We got to see it though. We got to see a, it. So uh, yeah, I just and you look at the offense in general, Nick. Like it's all freshmen. Like I mean, geez, it's redshirt freshman, <laughs> freshman at quarterback, um, which is Lavelle Wright is RB two, but good for when Liam gets here, right? right? Yeah, got a young, a lot of young guys to build around, right? <laughs> so the future is, uh, the future is bright. Um, the future is bright. We appreciate all of y'all for tuning in all across the country. I've got somebody in North Carolina. We saw somebody in Louisville. Um, man, this is also too, like you want to talk about a good time to get a little recruiting bump. You have Cincinnati kind of fall apart, uh, bring in Liam. Like this is, things are, things are coming together, right? You know, this is, uh, Mark Stoops is putting the puzzle pieces together for an excellent off season going into a 2023 season after a, after a tough, Tough 2022. Tough 2022. So, yeah, they they, yeah, they needed a jolt, and they got it today. Uh, search got a little wonky, it felt like, at times. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it got done. Now now it's really just, is he finishing the season with the Rams, or is he coming here? That's really what we're waiting on to find out and wait for you mm-hmm. to make it official. Well, I think that's about time for us to get out of here and write some more about Liam Cohen. Uh, the portal's going to be popping. I'm sure that's going to be a looking for player there. Uh, recruits visiting this weekend. A lot of stuff happening. Make sure you're tuned in and locked in Kentucky Sports Radio throughout this entire offseason. We'll keep you up to date throughout the entire process. Big shout-out to Trey for getting us live on YouTube today. Big shout-out to all of you all for tuning in. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Liam Cohen is back. Woo! We did it!